0: Welcome to Life Point with your host Pastor Tom Doherty. Hi folks Lord bless you this great day. thank you for joining me again today. God wants to use you for his glory. I can tell you that and by the way as you're listening to 94.1 the voice you're listening to Life Point it's at 845 on Monday through Thursday morning and folks I'm telling you I want to tell you this also I just found out recently, that they are also rebroadcasting this show at 5 p.m. So if there is something that you like or something you think one of your friends need to hear, tell them to tune in at 5 p.m. and they can hear this show again. Because we want to touch lives for Jesus. We want to be about his work. I've been talking about the book of Acts this last week and how after the resurrection, the Spirit of God moved in such a powerful way that the church began and God has taken it from there and so I've been in the chapter one, two, and three, and today I'm going to be in the last part of chapter four. And this this takes place. The part I'm going to pick up is when John, Peter, and John are put into custody, and uh, they tried to stop them from preaching the word of God. And they had all the they, the Sanhedrin commanded Peter not to preach and all this kind of thing. But we're going to find this. Uh, we're going to move down to verse 23 of the fourth chapter. And so listen to this. And when they had been released, they went to their own companions and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said to them. And when they heard this, they lifted their voices to God with one accord and said, O Lord, it is thou who didst make the heaven and in the earth and the sea and all that is in them, who by the Holy Spirit through the mouth of our father David, thy servant didst say, why did the Gentiles rage and the peoples devise futile things? The kings of the earth took their stand, and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against Christ. For this is verse 27. For truly in the city there were gathered people, they were gathered together against the holy servant Jesus, whom thou didst anoint, but Herod and Pontius Pilate also with the Gentiles and the people of Israel, to do whatever thy hand and thy purpose predestined to occur. And now, Lord, take note of their threats, and grant that the bondservants may speak thy word with all confidence. And anyway, they go on, and then verse 31 says, And they had prayed the place where they had gathered together was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and began to speak the word with boldness. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and began to see preach the word with boldness. People of God, we need the Holy Spirit of God to give us boldness, to speak his word, whether we're at work, whether we're at home, wherever we're at, that we would allow God to use us. Well, then it goes on in verse 32. And the congregation of those who believed were of one heart and soul, and not one of them claimed that anything belonged to him, was his own. But all things were common property Then them. Remember in chapter 2 of Acts? How they had sold everything to be able to share with those in need. They became together. They were concerned about everybody else rather than themselves. You know, we live in a society that's very selfish. We're very concerned about our own needs. And to give to somebody else in need, it's not easy. I have people in my church that have been incredibly generous to give to people in need. I mention a need, and they respond. It's been amazing. The problem we deal with in our life, as we know, is a lot of people, uh, we tr- we enable people because everybody will ask, everybody wants something for nothing. and they don't learn, and we just continue to feed into them. And you know we have to be wise in trying to teach people. teach people how to live, teach people how to do their money. And excuse me, in September, middle of September, we're gonna offer financial peace university again. I have a great couple that leads that to help people, be wise with their money. And it says, "In with great power, the apostles were giving witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and the abundant grace was upon them all. And of course, this is really fresh. It just happened. The Resurrection and, and his ascension just happened, so it was all fresh. So they were sharing everywhere. They wanted people to know their lives were being touched and changed rapidly because the disciples were sh- sharing the good news of Jesus and making more disciples. You know how... Uh, That's what we got to be doing in the church, in our churches. We got to make disciples. We got to teach people to be able to teach others about Jesus. So many times people say, Well, here, come and talk to our pastor. No, talk to you. Lead them. Walk with them. Don't let me take your blessing away. You pray with them. You say, Pray this prayer with me. Ask them to pray the sinner's prayer that God would forgive them of their sins and come into their life and start anew. And then get them hooked up with a a good Bible believing church, or if it's in your church, in a program that would help them grow and learn. Then he said, For there was not a, listen to this in verse 34, there was not a needy person among them, for all who were owners of the land or houses would sell them and bring the proceeds of the sales and lay them at the apostles' feet, and they would be distribu- distributed to each as they had need. They were taking care of the people. They were watching over the people. They were touching not only spiritual lives, but physical lives in turn would help the spiritual lives. See, that's what it's about, is giving of our all, giving of our heart to the things that God has for us. But you know, when you're selfish, I'm telling you, it catches up with you. In fact, listen to the next story in chapter 5 of Acts. But Ananias and Sapphira. But a certain man named Ananias was with his wife Sapphira, sold a piece of property and kept back some of the price for himself. And with his wife's full knowledge and bringing a portion of it, he laid it at the apostles' feet. But Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart? See, Peter knew. Peter had discernment. Why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and to keep back some of the price of the land? While it remained unsold, did it not remain your own? And after it was sold, was it not under your control? Why is it that you have conceived this deed in your heart? You have not lied to men, but you've lied to God. Folks, that's one thing you don't want to do. You don't want to lie to God. You don't want to lie and not be everything God wants you to be. You want to be real before him. And verse 5 says, And he heard these words, Ananias fell down and breathed his last. In other words, he died. And listen to this. And great fear came upon all who heard of it. People were fearful because you don't honor God. You you lie to God. You lie about the things of God. You are playing with fire, and I believe the same today. You play games with God. You You are playing games with the fire of evil. And I'm telling you what, it will burn you. It will burn you. Well, pastor, you're trying to scare me. I'm telling you the word of God. This is God's truth. We need to honor God in all we do. And the young man arose and covered him up, and after carrying him out, they buried him. So he was—he died and was buried. Boom. Now there elapsed an in, uh, interval of about three hours, three hours later, and his wife came in, not knowing what had happened. He, she hadn't even heard about Ananias and how he died and all this. So Peter Peter's going to give her a chance. And Peter responded to her, Tell me whether you sold the land for such and such a price. And he said, And she said, Yes, that was the price. Then Peter said to her, Why is it you have agreed together to put the Spirit of the Lord to the test? Behold, the feet of those who have buried your husband are at the door, and they shall carry you out as well. Wow. Wow. Folks, that is so spooky. And she fell immediately at his feet and breathed her last. And the young men came and found her dead. They carried her out and buried her beside her husband. And great fear came upon the whole church and upon all who heard of these things. People of God, sometimes we need a fear. Sometimes we need the fear of God. When you don't honor God, I I have a hard time. I'm telling you what, I don't know what happened in my life if I didn't honor God uh, with what he has given me. If I didn't give back to God the first fruits of what he's given me, I have been fortunate. I was raised in a house that I was taught all through life, give to God. And from an early age in my life, in my teens, I started giving God the first fruits of what I made and what I earned. And then I started giving him more. I started honoring him in the best way I know how. And you know what? God has blessed me over and over again. He has taken care of our needs. The same thing goes in church. I told you that the other day, how God over—one of the things, I didn't tell you this part, but when I first came to Cloverdale uh, 33 years ago, the uh, church was very small, 50 around 50 people, and the church was behind in payments, and they didn't have much money whatsoever. In fact, I, I substitute taught and coached sports, did some things to try to help uh, have some income to be able to live, but one of the things I realized with the first three months here is that the money that was coming in for tithes and offerings, we were not tithing on that to missions or anything else. We just tried to, they tried to pay their bills and they got behind. And so I said, from that point on, I think it was three or four months after I came here, I said, we're going to start giving the top 10% that comes in to missions. And people, I'm telling you this, the exact truth, for 22 straight years, we exceeded our budget. And on that 23rd year, we didn't exceed our budget, but we did not spend over what had come in. And that has continued for the last 10 years, 33 years, God has taken care of our church. God has taken care of our church because we are honoring him first. And folks, we've got to honor him. And these people, Anas and Sapphira, that's, that's a terrible story. That's a terrible story, but they lied before God. People, I hope... You're not lying before God. I hope that you're not representing something you're not. I hope you're putting him first in your life and that you're not playing games with him. Oh, and I know some people have already turned off the radio probably, but you won't even hear me say that. But, you know, I'm telling you what, it's between you and God. You're going to stand before him someday. Every one of us are going to stand before the King of Kings and the Lord of the Lords, and he is going to judge us. And he's going to let us know what we did in our lives. Yeah, you probably see the big film going by. The question is, did you honor God? Are you honoring God? Are you honoring God with your life, with your faithfulness to the things of God? you serving him with everything you have. you putting him first. Are you faithful? Are you faithful to him? Do you really love him? I know many of you do. And I pray that if you don't, that today you say, Lord, Forgive me. Help me to move ahead and be the best man and woman I can be for you. Lord bless you. Have a LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho,